The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. I saw you uh, you responded to a listener about uh, one of the social media posts. I'm, I'm sending gifts to guys right now. Just sending gifts. I'm responding. I, I Sometimes I like to communicate via Twitter just in gifts. Not in real words, but just in I gifts. I was communicating with somebody yesterday, too. Um, somebody. So, like, this, is, there was a social media post that was uh, posted through the ESPN 1000 uh, Twitter handle about you saying stop fighting about the quarterback. Stop right? fighting. Right. Everybody stop fighting. Come together right now. My my uh, column is up, too, on Shaw Media as well. I retweeted that. I'll post it a little bit later. But you can find that on my timeline. And my, my whole thing is, um, like, and, and I, I, I'm not swinging at ghosts because we've taken the calls. I have found it on my Twitter handle that a lot of people have talked down what Bajan did. Um, and I also go the opposite way in there saying, let's not skip steps here with Bajan. Let's not, in the words of Denny Green in today's topic about... Um, let's not crown him. Let's not crown him. Like when we're quoting different rants, I'm not here to crown Bajan. But I'm also not here to talk him down. And I'm also here about like accomplishments. I think too often in sports, like we have a Bulls team that needed a team meeting after opening day. Here was a, an undrafted free agent who stepped in and looked the part. So let's, as Bears fans, stand up and say, and a boy, yeah. really nice job. You kept the rig on the road. You did a lot of good things. I don't need anybody wagging a finger at, at, at me for complimenting somebody. Like, it's on you if you think that I'm over-complimentary or, or anything like that. So... Um, somebody tweeted that social media post and said, how about you stop being part of the cause? And I tweeted back Find something. Find a place in the place. middle with these quarterbacks. Fields has his flaws. Start by speaking life into both of them instead of glorifying Bajant and then uh, bringing up things about Fields' enthusiasts making excuses. It creates division. And then and, I sent them a, a gift that says, are you even listening? And that's that's what we're talking about. <laughs> they're, they're like that that that's been our whole point. Bajant right now is a guy who is a terrific story who won a job in camp as the third string quarterback had P had PJ Walker lost his job because of it, vaulted up to the backup, stepped in and won a game then as a starter. And now let's see what he does with a second start. Justin Fields is a guy who I've been a fan of who I would like to see when he gets his job back, play better. Yeah. My kids wear his jersey. I bought them both the number one Bears jersey because they're fans of him. That actually got them into Bears football before they were, they didn't like the Bears were bad and they don't. And I'm like, you guys got to watch this guy, the way he plays, how, what a great athlete, how dynamic he is. He is the real deal. This guy's great. And it got them rooting for the, the, the Bears. At such a young age. And I love Justin. I, I don't think Justin has lived up to what anyone has wanted Justin Fields to be. And and, and I, I think that's fair on all parts. It, 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 just How like dare it, you have an opinion. Just like it was fair for me when, when Jay Cutler was playing 
And I asked Jay Cutler to play better football. Just like when Mitch was playing, and I wished Mitch was better at quarterback. What's wrong with saying to Justin Fields, I wish he was playing better quarterback? Nothing. It's fueling what? There's no fueling division here. Like, this is professional sports. Ryan Poles has to make a decision at the end of the year because they have, they're going to probably have the number one pick in the draft. If not number one, probably number two. It's probably between Arizona and Carolina. And they own the Carolina pick. And they own the Carolina pick. So that's where we are at this point. And Luke Getze spoke today. And that brings us here. Then we're also taking your Bulls calls, too, on that, that horror. By the way, I also want to declare myself, first and foremost, a Bears fan. Not an individual fan of anybody on that rock. A Bears fan yes. first. Yes, yes. If you put everybody's, took everybody's name tag off the back of their jersey, I'm cheering for the team, not the individual right, player. Right. Even though Rizzo left, even though Bryant left, even though Javi left, even though Schwarber left, I still like those guys. Yes. Schwarber probably the most of them, but I am a Cubs. I still root for the Cubs. As Jerry Seinfeld once said, we're, we're basically rooting for laundry. Yes, it, it, we, we basically point. root for the guys who fill the laundry. I am more intrigued by watching this kid play than I am convinced of anything good or bad. Yeah, it's a fi- like Mike Tirico just said. Mike it's their Tirico, top story Sunday night. He's unbiased. He's he's seen it all. He's telling you that it's their number one story going into Sunday night football. That's not, that's not a local Waddle and Sylvie narrative that is trying to create divide. That is the Sunday night football number one story. I, it, like, I, I, it, it's something, just the way people want to hear. I, my, one of my number one pet peeves are is when people say, you guys, and then when you call them on the you guys, well, that's not what we're saying. Oh, well, well the other guys in the media, well, that's not us. Come confront us on stuff that we say. I'm cool with that. I'll either stand by it or I'll say I was wrong. I have been very adamant about not making any long-term proclamations of anything. I'm an advocate of when Justin is healthy, he gets his job back. If, in fact, he struggles and Bajan has put together a series of games where he has played well, I believe that they will have a shorter leash but I believe that they will turn the reins back over to their starting quarterback when he's cleared by the doctors. Yeah. It, um, the guy responded, he said, you guys and all the media presence, you guys and all the media presence shifts the narrative. No one knows what Bajent will be. True. Just said that. But to continue on acting as if this was Bajent is silly. Sylvie goes on and on about Bajent last week when we all watched the game. He was efficient, but let's slow down a bit. It's what I said. Let's not skip steps. Let's not go from A to Z. I'm complimenting a guy who played well. If you're insecure about that, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Correct. What, what's wrong with complimenting a guy like we complimented Jack Sanborn last year for taking Roquan's after Roquan left for being an undrafted free agent, taking over and making plays and leading the team in tackles. Good story. This is a quarterback now who is undrafted, filling in for Justin. Justin was the 11th overall pick in his third year 
expectations should be high. Justin's expectations for himself this year were to throw for over 4,000 yards. Justin's expectations are to win numerous games. He's not done that. Not all his fault, uh, and it has been something that you and I have talked about. Let's not settle for mediocrity here and lower the bar, um, you know, ourselves. Let's let's raise the bar for our athletes to to jump over. I'm very comfortable with how I've handled the quarterback situation. Me too. See, so you know yeah. what? Now we have a drink tonight and we'll move on. But we let in, these people fester in their, in their problems. In, but we're an interactive show. We always have. Been. Yeah, not with everybody. Yeah, we are. No, not uh, if you not if you don't speak the truth. Not if you're not listening to what I'm saying. But then you're you're. You're claiming that my proclamation is something different. If that's the case, I don't have time for you, and I'm not interested in interacting with you unless being a wise-ass sending you gifts on Twitter. That's it. Here's uh, Luke Etsy. What impressed him from uh, Beijing last week? Just the fact that, you know, we were able to go out there and, and operate, you know, clean. And, uh, you know, he went out and, um, you know, had kept his poise like we expected him to do, and he did a really nice job of handling. Like we like we talk about in here all the time, it's not just the pass game; it's the it's the run game that we put a lot on our quarterbacks to be able to do a lot. And uh, and he and he, you know, he obviously went out there and showed he was able to do that. I, w- I I would also get back to the other point. I would venture to believe that the same people tweeting these things now are the same people who were busting my balls about the Claypool report back in May. Probably so. And now now the gifts are going around about Claypool being 0-15 in right. his last 15 games. Sure. And I was I was the bad guy for telling you what the real thoughts were in the building about him not doing his job, not doing his homework, how they had to hold his hand through practice and off the field as well, getting his nose into the playbook. But I was the bad guy for simply you just telling you about that. Yeah. By the way, my uh, game ball went to Deontay Foreman on Sunday. Not to the That's quarterback, good... not to the defense. He had over, I think he had 120 total yards and three touchdowns. But their game ball went to Foreman, Jalen uh, Johnson, and Pageant. But I'm just telling you my game ball, which is kind of fictitious and mythical. Why do you only I give gave... out one game ball? I, I, th- I only had one to give out. Hmm. If I would have given out, I would have given out three game balls. I would have given one to uh, Deontay Foreman, would have gotten my first game ball. My second game ball would have either gone to Bajent, considering the situation of the defense, which once again played a spectacular game. So this was not a singular victory that is just praise heaped upon the rookie quarterback. Not your entire running game, they ran for 173 yards on 4.6 yards per carry, and their defense only gave up 235 yards and 12 points. Like, this was a good win. This was a but fun it was, win. But it you was Brian Hoyerwaddle. Don't prop him up too much. It was, it was just Brian Hoyer's a 38-year-old journeyman. Well, you realize that the tremendous performance against the Broncos and the Commanders was against two defenses that were historically bad. Nobody discounted that. Same reason I won't discount how this defense is played against the Commanders, exactly. the Vikings, you without can, Justin can, Jefferson can, and without the Raiders. You can play oh, no. the game with everything. Here's uh, here's Luke Etsy. Uh, 
is there self-satisfaction seeing things work? Just winning is, is you know, feels good. There's nothing, there's nothing personal in that self-satisfaction from me. I'm, uh, that doesn't really cross my mind the way that I operate. Um, just, ex- you know, was excited that the guys got to celebrate together, have the opportunity to get the W, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to build off of that. Uh, here's Getsy on Bajan's arm strength, which has gotten a lot of talk. Can he make all the throws? Does he have a strong arm? What, what is your thoughts on that? Um, yes and yes, I guess would be the answer to that. Uh, no, yeah, we, we have complete uh, confidence in, in, in Tyson and uh, whatever that, yeah, yeah, yes, I guess that's a simplified answer. And then uh, Getsy was asked, what has been the process like from the time he was an undrafted free agent to getting him ready to start his first NFL game. Well, again, credit credit to Tyson for his work ethic, uh, his determination since the day that he got here. He had a purpose to, to make sure that he was ready for whenever or if an opportunity ever came around. So that's that's all you know. All the credit to him. And then, like you said, like just you mentioned it, it's it's Janoco spending the extra time with him. It's Omar doing the same thing. It's all those guys spending all that extra time uh, with him and not just him, but with Nate and PJ at the time before too. So making sure that everybody, you know, not just the, the, the main guy that you think's in the game uh, is ready to play because you never know when that opportunity comes. And uh, it's a credit to all those guys putting that work in. And then when it, when it came to this moment, then, then now you're not like, oh gosh, we got to catch up. My favorite part of what I saw from the Vikings game to the Raiders game was the acknowledgement that the most important Part of playing quarterback is taking care of the football. You touch it more than anybody else. You got to treat it like it's your baby. You make sure that you swaddle it, that you take care of it, that you focus on it, and that you don't give it away in just some haphazard fashion. And he committed two catastrophic mistakes against the Vikings. Wasn't protecting the ball on the sack, something that we have been very critical of, of Justin for in the past and something he worked on and got better at. And the interception was, was just, you, you can't make that play. The following week, he comes out and took care of the football. There were no turnovers, which is a big reason why they won that football game. They right. won the turnover battle three zip. So he took care of the football. And while he didn't have a ton of explosive plays, there was a, a concerted effort to make sure that you took care of the football. There were no boom goes the dynamite, dynamite moments, and you didn't put your team in a hole at all. Um, and we'll see if that trend continues. Because One it will game be interesting. It will be interesting to see if Justin Herbert scores. If they will have to chase Absolutely. and will have to step on the gas more. If that trend will continue, and then we'll get another opportunity to see what he's capable of doing in a different circumstance right right it's all fair chad in indiana you're on espn 1000 what's up chad hey guys um uh, i wanted awesome. to see what you thought about this coming week's game if we can do the same things we did and still win or do we got to do some different things and my second question is I was kind of ticked off the way the coaches did Bajan at the end of that game, not letting him take the last snap. He won, he won the game for him, or, you know, a big part of it, and they just didn't let him take that last snap, and I thought that kind of was a diss on him, and uh, I just don't think these coaches get it. And so... Yeah, but Chad, I mean, uh, I know I you probably... I to hear your thoughts on that, and yeah. last thing, mm-hmm. Sylvie, dude... Mm-hmm. 
screw basketball right now. It's still football. It's football season. Don't, That's right. When was the last time a guy school? from Indiana told you to screw basketball? Yeah, football well, in focus. I thought it's a be- the Hoosier state. Capital yeah. of the world. 49 states. It's just basketball. That's right. Um, I would, I, I've heard this refrain. I'm not going to tell you what to get red asked about and what not to get red asked about. That didn't bother me in the slightest. Me neither. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, when they all got to the locker room and everyone was celebrating together, they gave him a game ball. Yes. Giving him a game ball in the locker room with his teammates where he could share the moment with his teammates, significantly more important to him than being able to kneel down at the end of the game. So in terms of what they're going to have to do differently, look, he's going to have to know where Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are at all times. You're going to have to, again, take care of the football. Luke Getze's going to, again, have to focus on running the football. And I think that there are going to be moments where, offensively, they are going to have to push the ball down the field. So take care of the ball, run the football, and the quarterback be aware of where their top pass rushers are at all times. That would be my advice to you all. Don't go away from what you do well. They run the football well. And again, when your offensive line is playing on a carousel where people are coming in and out at all times and you don't know who's going to be healthy, ask them. Ask Tom Thayer tomorrow. What's easier to do? Put your hand in the ground and go forward or put your hand in the ground and start to go backwards as a guy's trying to rip your face off? So run the football. They are, do you realize they're the fifth best rushing team in the National Football League? They average 141 yards per game on the ground. And it's mostly from running backs this year. It is. Yeah. Brian on 90. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brian? Yeah. Hey, guys. Love the show. First Thank you. time, long time here. Um, so a couple things uh, regarding Taylor Swift. Uh, first of all, I mean, I'm watching the Bears every week, of course. Uh, but now my wife is very interested in the Chiefs games. Um, so I get more football at home for me. See, that's a good uh, thing. Secondly. Yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, um, regarding a all-time sports quote, uh, Bryce Harper. That's a clown question, bro. That's a good that one. A good we have not gotten that one right. today. Yeah, that's all right, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Brian. Love you guys. And the reason, the reason why we brought that up today, it's the 15-year anniversary of this rant. Vernon, Vernon just, uh, it was something that I told everybody. Vernon, Vernon just, uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make, we cannot make decisions that cost the team. And then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? This is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else. Rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. And you still use that. Can't do it. Can't do it. And uh, what do you use most as far as uh, a sports um, I thought that was a really rant. good. I think that was a really good message from Mike. It was good. It he, was. He, like, he has been paid a lot of money over the years to be a motivational speaker. He's a great motivational speaker. Wasn't a good head coach. I thought, But I thought his message in that moment was good. Yeah. Very good. 
Uh, Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. And that uh, that's a clown question, bro, is a good one. A lot of people that still say that. Yeah. What's up, Matt? Hey, hey Sylvia Waddle, thanks for taking my phone call. Sylvia, two epic rants, both involved, both of you two. One was, my second one that I remember the most was Goose Gossage when he went off on you two about your age and with the millennials. And the bad, I think it was about the bad flips. But before he continued the interview, he stopped the interview and wanted to know your age before he continued. And you guys had to tell him your that. age. And then the yeah, first one I always remember. How old are you? Did, what, what, did, what he did, did he say something like that? Yeah, like he said, like he's like, wait, you know, because you, you guys were interviewing. I think it was about like Javi Baez and the bat flips, or it might have been about the batting practice yeah. with Tilly Davis. And he was going off on like a tangent about millennials and how they're practicing. But then before he's like, wait, I want to know how you're old you are before I continue this interview. But the other one I remember most, sorry, Waddle, is the Akeem Hicks when you made the joke about the injury. And he said, you think that injury is funny? You think that's funny? And they could, yeah. you know, end of the interview. But I forget that, how that, that started, more. too. Didn't that start where? I he was forget. your daily, like he was your weekly visit. No, I know. Like on your, yeah, but they were really exciting conversations, at, too. It was he got, about, didn't about he get injured in the Oakland game? Yeah. Or the Vegas well, game? Well, yeah, you remember he got his arm caught. Yeah, and, you were making just, a joke. You were saying that. Well, he talked about us about not being, something happened. The reason why I went the direction I did was because of a comment he made earlier. I don't think he was. I think he was busting our balls like getting about it, something getting like it. we were stupid or something. I don't like when they, people call us stupid. Not always. It Sometimes was, it's and then, warranted. And, and then you tried to you I, tried to listen, apologize in so many I, different I, I, ways. I did. And, listen, and he I wanted mean, none of it. That's right. He did not want I to make up. I made an effort to apologize because, and I didn't give him the old. I called, uh, you know, to, I didn't give the whole... If I offended you, I'm sorry. I said, obviously, what I said, you know, was offensive to you. So I am sorry. I didn't, I didn't go the, you know, the halfway you route. You texted him, you called yeah. him, and you, you went through the Bears yes, as well. Absolutely. And, and, and all three were never they responded were to. Yeah. And he never talked to us again. Yeah. Mm. I don't feel like my life has been negatively affected by the event or the things that have happened after. So wish him well. Hope he's happy and in he's a good place. He's out of the league now, right? Or is Probably, he, or, but he had a fabulous career. Or is he still playing? I don't think so. Uh, but he may be. But he had a fantastic career. Really for good like, player, yeah. For like three years here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's still a free agent. He was as as big a difference maker on a defensive line as any defensive tackle in the National Football One League. One of Ryan stretch. Pace's best moves. No question. It was a fantastic signing. 312-332-3776. That's the phone Clown number. question, bro! That's good, see? Uh, what do you think? Uh, he thought I was being a jerk. That ain't true. That ain't true. You should come up at the end with a full paragraph built on rants. Not going to happen. No? No. You know when we get to the end of the show, it's time to pack up and go and go home and find yourself a nice cold beverage. You don't start writing. You don't start writing your, your, you know, your essay or your term paper with five minutes to go in the day. Okay. Do you know why I don't care about uh, Tyson Bajan's numbers this week? I don't know why. Because you play to win the game. There you go. Good. It's Waddle and Sylvie. That's good. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. 
I'm not expecting them to go beat Golden State last night. But when you come out there and get punked, where Clay Thompson's in the zone, so we're going to feed Clay Thompson, and no one is going to have the you know what's to come over there and go, bam, knock him down on a shot. Foul. I'm not telling you to go break his nose. I'm not telling you to take his knees out. I'm telling you to close out on a shot and make sure his ass is on the ground. And then help him up and go, try it again, I'll knock your ass down again. Instead, they all got popcorn and sat there and went, go get him, Clay. Let's watch the record. I can tell my grandkids I was there when you hit all those damn shots. I don't know it's if a it's classic. a classic. It's, it's not a, a quotable rant to classic. use in everyday life, but I think it's my favorite rant that anyone's ever had on the radio station. I agree with you. He went from... <laughs> When he goes southern, southern, you know, cat with a southern accent, it's my favorite part. Southern high pitch. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Get low voice. Hey, Clay. Hey, Clay. Hit damn shots. We can all watch the record and hit the goddamn shots. It's good. It was a good. His, his, the ups and downs of it was quite a roller coaster ride. And then, and then, <laughs> well, I didn't beat up, beat up Clay Thompson for hitting threes. Knock your ass down again. Do it again and knock your ass down again. Maybe you're tearing Achilles. I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> no, I think don't think he was calling for injury, buddy. The fact that he, he went, was it, he wasn't. He says he wasn't, but he was saying that I'm gonna come and knock knock you down again. When he went from, you know, I live in the Chicago suburbs to I live in, you know, Greenville, South Carolina with his <laughs> accent, that's that was my favorite part. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's our phone number. Also, today is the White Sox anniversary of winning the World Series, winning they, the marathon. Have they figured out what happened in left field? Why? Why every? Does it have to be every White Sox reference until they <laughs> until the Van Winkle report comes out? Have they uh, figured it out? Yes. Have they publicized do you it? Know no. That, do you know that they figured it out? I think I... Well, you think. Do you know? I don't know that for fact. Well, no. then until you do know and somebody does know and then relays that to everyone... My hypothesis... Why wouldn't I continue to ask the question? My hypothesis is that they do know what exactly happened that night. Aren't we all better when we're given information? Yeah, but how often are you given the facts? That is a horrible statement. Like you just said to me, really truthfully, how often? And I'm not saying it's Your not an accurate team statement. team doesn't even give you the facts. And are you happy about that? No. That's my point. And that's not even with, like, real-life stuff. I know. That's over, like, a bad toe. Don't you think that that everyone involved deserves... Yes. A report or a yes. you know, conclusion right. as to what transpired? No one, yes. It's a safe place. We know this. I feel good going there. Just tell us the truth. I, I'm not tell going, us what happened. I'm not going to avoid guaranteed rape because of this. No, of course I'm not. not. I'm not saying that. That's right. Right. And then say, well, here's what we're going to do to make it better going forward. There was no magic bullet sailing from 31st Street. So have they come to a conclusion as to what transpired, and are they is is there been a report that's been released? No, the Van, the Winkle, Van Winkle report, report has, has not, not been, been released. No, uh-uh. uh, UPS Roy, you're on ESPN. This is another example of this ain't on me. This is on them. <laughs> yes, I know that. That's not your fault. What's up, Roy? Well, hey, I'm, I'm, 
I'm I'm hearing that Plaxico Burris was like three rows back during that game. Okay, now. that's a bad joke. That's that's bad, Roy. I don't know. It's not terrible. It made me laugh. No, I uh, I was calling in to talk about the trade deadline and and kind of what your thoughts are on who we should go after if we should go after Chase Young or should we stay away from anybody named Chase right now. <laughs> I'm not sure staying Chasing away from guys Chase. named Chase is solid uh, NFL, uh, you know, business that would, doing. That would be the name of the documentary for Ryan Poles, Chasing Chase, uh, a tale well, of Poles trade deadline. If we go out and get him and it work out, then, then we'll know it's a curse. He's a free, isn't uh, Chase Young a free agent? Year. Yeah. I mean, if you traded for him, you would be trading him and re-signing him. And I would argue that why would you give up your draft currency? Why not just try to be the highest bidder for his services at the end of the year? Right, right. Like, what's the rush to get him this year? The rush to get Chase Claypool was because he was a signed player already. And I think, is it is Brian Burns signed a contract extension or is he still looking for one? That I don't know. Well, how long is Brian Burns signed for? He is young and He's, He'll be good. 25 next year, I think. But yes, I believe he's still a free agent. He it will be at the end of the year. Contract okay. talks were on hold as okay. of September 16th. So he's so a free there's agent. Another example. But if they, you, they would franchise him, though, wouldn't they? They're not going to. Yeah, you'd imagine so. That's not going to be a guy who will hit free agency. I wouldn't think so. But well, I asked you this the other day, um, and I read a story about Brian Burns that their intention is to not trade him. But a year ago, their intention was to not trade McCaffrey. Correct. But they got the right offer. Right. So I asked you yesterday, you you absolutely positively do not want to part with either of your first-round picks. I do not. So we know this, okay? So let's get those off the table. But Brian Burns is a difference-making player who can rush the passer. Who's young. Young, 25 years old. Yeah. What if you can get him, would you offer, I don't know if you can get him for this, you own their second round pick, I think, in a year. Not this year's draft, in a year. So I give you my my second round pick this year and your second round pick in 2025. Yes. So what if you can get him for two second round picks, yours, which will be a fairly high second round pick in 2024, and the Carolina second round pick in 2025, for Brian Burns. Now, again, you like to deal in perfect world situations. In a perfect world, you just let him get to free agency and you're the highest bidder. But th- he's not going to be a free agent. is what a, Like, he's going to be a franchise. He's going to be either franchised or he's going to be traded. I believe I would t- lean hard towards, yes, I'll give you my second this year and your second back in 2025 for him. Is that enough to get it done? I have or no idea. Or would someone come to them with a first-round pick? Probably so. Probably so. But that would be that would be something that makes sense to me. But again, I don't have access to like the the, the draft pick, you know, value chart. I don't know. I don't know if all teams subscribe to it, but a lot of teams do. And I don't have any I don't have access to it. Speaking of North Carolina, Pete's in Hickory, North Carolina. What's up, Pete? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good. We can get some good furniture at a good price in Hickory, North Carolina, can't we, Pete? Heck, yeah. Come on down. Yeah. I remember my, that was where my wife used to go sometimes back in the day to go for furniture shopping. Or just go down the street at Steinhoff. That's a good point, too. She could do that now. It'll save a trip, I guess. That's a good point. <laughs> I 
I don't know if anyone uh, brought this up, but come on, man. Greatest coach in the world. He's had, got so many. Right here, buddy. It's your IQ. Yeah. Zero. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. It is one of my favorites. I use that quite a bit. Usually at home with the kids. This too shall pass, like is a Ditkaism, yeah. and obviously he's been after used he got, by others. After he got relieved of his coaching duties yes. up at Hallis Hall. What else did, has he, he, he done before? What did When he gave up the address on the coach's show? Come on down, I'll whip your ass. <laughs> I, don't, I have not used that one. I'm not looking for a fight. No, neither am I. What did he say? What was it? It was something Washington, Washington and Avenue. And he says Washington, doesn't Washington he? Avenue. Come on in and I'll whip your ass. Wasn't that with Northy? I think it was Northy and, and, and Dan Jiggets, wasn't yeah, uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Classic. Uh, Tony. Oh, he wants? Yes. Tony and Skokie. What are you doing over there, Tony and Skokie? Sorry, I, got a, I have a puppy and a, do- and a, a, a toddler, so I'm trying to keep oh, them away wow. from each other. What kind of puppy? Uh, we think that she's like a pit shepherd mix. Okay. We don't know. What oh. kind of toddler? Uh, a female. Awesome. Where in, where in Skokie are you? Uh, so we're like at Brummel and, uh, Crawford. Okay. So that is the South part of Skokie. Yeah. Yeah. Like right off of Howard. Okay. Very good. All right. What can we do for you? Uh, well, first I just, I do want to say to Waddle, this is my first time calling into this show. I've, I've Welcome. called into, uh, uh, Carmen Yerk for a couple times, but Waddle, me and my dad used to watch the All Madden team ceremonies on TV every year, and he would always say, "I hope that Waddle guy from Chicago's in." <laughs> it's I can tell you this, Tony. That and I was just having this conversation with someone recently. Uh, that sweatshirt that I got for the '91 season and the Piccolo Award I won as a veteran. Are the my two most prized possessions in my like my sports moments, and they should be, and they yeah. should be. Uh, but the reason I called in, uh, so the, for the quote, it's not quite a rant, but I I do direct some youth theater in the area, and so when you're directing kids from like six to sixteen years old, um, and they need a little uh, oomph before they go perform, and so I try to be more of like a sports coach with my pre-show speech. And I do tell them, for example, if we're doing like Hello, Dolly, uh, I go in there and I say, you know, perform for your God and your family. And then they think I'm going to say the name of the show. And I say in the Green Bay Packers. Just like uh, Valvano, right? Wasn't that his speech? Jimmy V? It's very good. Even though it is the Packers. Well, my dad's from the UP of Michigan, so. Ah, gotcha. Good stuff, Tony. Thank you. There's Tony. Oh, you clipped it. I'm sorry. Um, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. How about when Harbaugh used to scream, who's got it better than us? Do you ever use that? Do you ever say that with the kids? Like when you're on a vacation? I don't. Wasn't that a Marv Levy thing, too? Didn't Marv Levy used to say that? He may have. Jim yeah, may have taken it from him. he took it from Marv Levy. But when you're, when you're coming back from vacation, having, having a great family trip, don't you say, who's got it better than us, I'm kids? exhausted by then. At the end of the vacation, I need a vacation. I'm not like, who's got it better than us? Like, who needs a nap? Daddy. Right here. Daddy needs a nap. John in Columbus here on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, hey how you guys doing? We're uh, good. Traveling down from Michigan City uh, to Columbus. Uh, Marv Levy, where would you rather be but right here, right now? Okay, that's, that's his too. line. That's meh. Similar lines, right? Yeah. 
Very good, John. That's good. Okay, you guys take care. You Thanks, too. John. That's what you tell your kids again when they're acting up and they're you saying, "Hey, listen, stop fighting, stop doing stupid stuff." Where would you rather be? You could be then somewhere right else. Here, Where would right you rather now. be than right here? Start acting normal. Kevin on the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kev? Hey, Wado and Sylvia, I got I got a quick saying. It's not a sports saying, but it describes the Bears and the Bulls' first game exactly. It's from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's when Will first went to the Bel-Air Academy. On his first day, he got in trouble. He went home, and Uncle Phil said, They damn won, Vivian. They damn yeah, won. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> they damn won. That's good. It's very good, well Kevin. Done, Thank Kevin. you. Well done. Thanks. It, it was truly amazing. <laughs> like, again, how could you have so few expectations tuning into the Bulls, and by the end of the night, you're still embarrassed? That's how bad it was last night. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah, you go in, you have very little expectations, but you're still watching, and really, you know they can't outrage you, but yet at the end of the night, you still find yourself embarrassed. Only the Bulls. Only the Bulls. Yeah. Coming up next, uh, it's the anniversary of the White Sox winning the World Series. We will play you that highlight. Did they get? Did they come to a conclusion as to what happened in the the left field bleachers? Swaddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Here's the 1-2 pitch to Palmero. A ground ball past Jenks up the middle of the infield. Uribe has it. He throws. Out! Out! A White Sox winner and a world championship! The White Sox have won the World Series, and they're mobbing each other on the field. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox, let's go. It's incredible how time flies, isn't it? It's almost 20 years ago. It's 18 years ago today. 2005 memorable season. Have the, you know what? Never mind. I'm not well, say it. It. No, Stop it. No, no, Don't no, rain no. on the parade. I'm not going to. It's uh, one of the most um, dominating postseasons Ever. It was really? the ALCS, right? Where they had four complete yes. games? Yes. That's amazing. That may be in the team photo for most amazing postseason performances in all of sports for me. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything that, that, that excites me more than thinking about that. How those guys, four complete games. Well, if you think about the entire season, they led wire to wire. Um, they nearly choked it away at the end, but then they did hold off Cleveland. Um, and, and again, they led from the opening day to the end of the regular season. Uh, Boston's the defending champion. They sweep Boston out of the first round of the playoffs. So they, they go 3-0 and in that first round of the postseason. Against Anaheim, the one that you're talking about, they lose one game in that series, but you win four games to one. Then you go and you play Houston in the World Series and you sweep them. You go 11-1 and one in the postseason. Pretty you crazy. do what you do with those, that starting pitching. You win in a 14-game longest game in World Series history. It was a very memorable season from start to finish. Ozzie Guillen is uh, leading the way in quotes and, and unconventional managing. It was... 
It was, and again, the thing that made that even more memorable, too, was they won the race. They had an 88-year drought. The Cubs had their drought going, and it was always who would end their drought first. Would it be the Cubs? Would it be the White Sox? The Cubs had a really good shot to do it in 2003. They ended up choking, um, and everyone thought like it would. they would all fall in order. Remember, like the Cubs had their chance in 03. They did not do it. The Red Sox ended their drought in 04. Right. The White Sox ended their drought in 05. All the teams who had droughts had a chance. The Cubs failed to do it. The White Sox won the race. And uh, on this date, back in 2005, in Houston, Carmen and I were both there. We were sitting in the left field corner uh, in, in Houston. And you reached across and you gave him a good firm handshake. I did. Congratulations, Carm. If you remember, it was right after Hurricane Katrina. And hotels were nearly impossible to get. So when they booked us a room, we had a room where there were roaches. It was right off the the highway. And Carmen and I both checked into our hotel and we we called each other's room. We're like, we have to get out of here. I was I was sitting taking a dump in my hotel room and a cockroach ran right across my my feet right as I I got into the room and we were calling all over the place and we finally found a place and the guy happened to know us he was a transplanted Chicagoan who listened to us online right across the street from their football stadium um and reliant is that reliant yes I think so. So we got very, very lucky. And then Carm afterwards did a celebratory making of a pizza that he put on Instagram. <laughs> and you got pissed off at him, right? No, we did not. We went to the White Sox party. We w- we got Brooks Boyer got us into the White Sox celebratory party. Did you feel party. out of place? No. I As was a get- Cubs fan? Getting hammered. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like, I was just getting hammered. I was there. Were you dancing around, you know, no. throwing champagne on people? No, 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 no. Well, I, I, I was there. We went up to say hi to Ozzy. Ozzy looked at Carmen. Ozzy looked at me, and he flipped us off. Did he? Yes. That's uh, that's a that that is kind of a show of love for Ozzy. Yes, yes. That's how Ozzy says, "I like you guys." Yeah. Carmen in no voice the next day. We were doing middays back in those days, and um, we hung over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was a drunken night. You do the show from there? Yes, from yeah. Houston. We were doing the show from Houston. Uh, so did uh, Harry and Yurko. Right. Not Mac that day. Um, all right. Thank you to Steinhoffels. No crosstalk today because we have uh, Bears Weekly coming up next with Joniak and Thayer. Uh, thank you to Mike Tarico, who is awesome as always. Courtney Cronin, the same in an unconventional way to learn how to ride a bike. Charlie Bevins, great to have you in for Meller today. Tyler Aki, the usual great job. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.